a simple question. Why do we honor Mary? Why do we honor Mary? Why do we as Catholics, as Christians, why do we honor Mary? Shouldn't we just honor Jesus? Shouldn't we just honor Jesus and forget about Mary? Why do we honor Mary? The reason why we, we honor Mary is because God honored Mary. That is why we honor Mary, because God himself honored Mary. God himself chose this woman to be the mother of God from all eternity and adorned her with all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, even to the point where the Holy Spirit dwells in the heart of Mary. She's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. God the Father found his favor and Mary is the beloved daughter of Israel, the one who is most faithful to God out of the whole history of the Israelites. That's why Mary was born in Judaism and in the Jewish religion, because God the Father found it, what he wanted from all Israel to be the bride, to be the spotless bride, to be the immaculate bride of God, to be faithful to the covenant. And so think about it. God himself chose 30 out of 33 years on this earth to spend with Mary. Should we not imitate Jesus? Do you, do you think that we're above Jesus by saying, no, I don't need to honor Mary, and yet Jesus honored her for 30 out of 33 years? I, I always call Jesus a mama's boy. He didn't leave home until after 30 years. She must have been a great cook. She must have kept him in there with meals and everything and her love. And he, Jesus must have rejoiced being with the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Son of God from all eternity chose to spend 30 out of 33 years with this woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary. So do we think that it's above us not to spend time with Mary? That we're greater than the Son of God? If God himself chose to be with Mary and to honor her. Why do we know that God honored her? Because it says in the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother. Did not God honor his own mother, the Son of God? And should we not honor his mother also, who is our mother? That Jesus loved his mother so much that he gave his mother to us from the cross. Behold your mother, is what he said. And then he said to Mary, woman, behold your son. And the person of John, we were accepted. All of us were accepted as the sons and daughters of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So the Blessed Mother is not someone who's just outside our spiritual life, not someone who's just extra, but someone who's essential to our spiritual life. Who knows Jesus? better than his mother. Who knows Jesus better than his mother? Do any of you know Jesus better than the Blessed Virgin Mary? If you do, well, you could say, well, I don't need to go to Mary. I know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You don't know what favorite food he likes. You don't know what song he likes to sing him to sleep. The Blessed Mother knows that. Blessed Mother knew every hair on his head. 
everything about the personality of Jesus. If you want to get to know the son, then get to know the mother. Because mothers know their children more than anyone else. So if you want to get to know Jesus, get to know his mother. And his mother will show you Jesus. That's why we pray the rosary. It's looking at Jesus with the eyes of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's asking for her intercession. It's saying to remove any lies or falsehoods I may have about Jesus. Show me the true Jesus of who Jesus really is. So we, so we look at Jesus through the eyes and the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, when we speak about the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the way that you get to know a person is not just getting to know them from the outside. And we can look at a person and say, oh, I know you. You don't know me. You just see the outside. You don't see the inside. To really get to know a person is to see their heart. And so what does Mary do? She reveals her heart to us. And what do we see when we see the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary? First of all, it's an immaculate heart. It's an immaculate heart. None of us has an immaculate heart. I don't have an immaculate heart. My heart is immaculate. I have an immaculate heart. Why? Because I'm a sinner. I need to go to confession every day if I had to. I'm a sinner. I have an immaculate heart. I do not have an immaculate heart. The Blessed Virgin Mary has an immaculate heart. From the moment that she was conceived, that God preserved her from the stain of original sin by the merits of Jesus Christ. And she was preserved, kind of like, you know, you have preservatives, you know, on food. We have a lot of preservatives on food. They're actually bad for you. But this was a good preservative. That God preserved her through the foreseen merits of Jesus Christ at the moment of her conception, to what we call the Immaculate Conception. And so as she was immaculately conceived, she also has an immaculate heart. That means she was without sin. The amazing thing is that Mary never sinned during her lifetime. She didn't sin in her actions. There was no inaction. There, she never sinned in her words. Can you all imagine that? Can you imagine never sinning with your tongue? Now, I'm going to go even deeper. She never even sinned in her thoughts. Never even sinned in her thoughts. Never had a bad thought about anyone. Think about that. It's, it's, it's just amazing. I always say, Blessed Mother, how did you do it? I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, a, I'm always immaculate. Always sinning. How did you do it? How did she do it? And that's why we call it, that's why we, when we refer to her heart, we say it's an immaculate heart because there was never sin in there. The serpent never entered into Mary. When the serpent tried to attack her, he found a wall, a wall that was protecting her, protecting her fortress. That, that's why we say, we say the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mary steps on the serpent. She can't step on the serpent if the serpent has bitten her. A woman cannot step on the serpent 
if the serpent bit the woman through original sin. But if the serpent didn't bite her, then she has power to crush the serpent's head. And so this immaculate heart of Mary is, is a pure heart. It's a holy heart. That's why you'll see many images of Mary holding a lily, which is the symbol of her purity, symbol of her chastity, a symbol of her virginity. That she, she was untouched, untouched in every way in her life. You'll also see in the Immaculate Heart of Mary, you'll see this flames of love. You know, the, and the icons, images, portraits of Mary, you always see these flames of love. What are those flames of love that come forth from the Immaculate Heart of Mary? The, that's her love for God, first of all. And Mary had such an intense love for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that was constantly inflamed in her prayers and her zeal and in her intercession for souls and her love for God. Even, even to the point where she would probably break out in ecstasy and singing and rejoicing. And can you imagine, Mary had such a love for God, always imagine, what was it like for her when Jesus, the Son of God, was born and was in her arms? She probably floated up in that cave. She was probably at the top of that cave and probably didn't even realize it because her heart was just burning with love for Jesus. It's a burning love. And so Mary has that great intense love, first of all, for God, that, that we will never know, probably here on earth or even in heaven, what that love is in our heart for God. And I always say to Mary, Mary, just let one little spark of that love fall upon me, and I'll be a saint. I'll be a saint. Just let one little flame of love come upon me. Communicate that love for God that you have to me, to my heart. I'll be a saint. Why? Because Mary's love is so intense, it's so high, that all you need is a spark, and it'll make you a saint. But Mary also has love for her children, for the children of God. And not just Catholics. I don't think that Mary just loves Catholics. She loves all Christians. She loves all people of all faiths. Even those who are far away from God, she still has this intense, fiery love for them. Where she wants them, yeah, to be better, to come in to the kingdom of God. She wants all of her children to be saved. Mary never condemns a single child of hers. Why? Because she's not the judge. She's not, judgment has not been given to her. So when we die, Mary is never there judging. She's not, you never hear Judge Mary, Judge M. You never hear that. She's not a judge. She doesn't have to judge. Rather, she's the queen of mercy. And so when she has this intense love for her children, this flaming love for her children, and it's an immaculate love for her children, and if her children respond to that, you feel the effects of that love. 
If her children don't respond to that, then that love becomes mercy for, the, for those children. That we, we pray in the Hail Holy Queen, look with eyes of mercy upon us. Look with eyes of mercy upon us. So Mary always has eyes of mercy, eyes of love and eyes of mercy for each and every one of her children. So you see those flames of love. Love is, is the highest of the virtues, is the highest of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Once you have love, you have all the virtues. And that's why Mary was a woman of faith in her life. She was a woman of hope. She was a woman of prayer, of intense prayer, a woman of intercession, interceding for the church. But also what you'll find in the Immaculate Heart of Mary in many portraits, you'll find a sword that's there. Or sometimes you'll see seven swords that are there. What do the swords represent? Or the spears or whatever you want to call it. Swords represent her suffering. So to think that God just, well, grace the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she never suffered. She never suffered like me. She never suffered cancer. She was never infirm. Oh, yeah. Mary suffered everything. Everything. Physical sufferings, mental sufferings, contradictions from her son, of people contradicting her son. Because her love was so great for Jesus, as both God and man and her own son, that's when, when Jesus went through his passion. Mary went through the passion also in her heart. And so she felt everything that Jesus went through. She probably felt it physically in her body without it being manifested. And the more that she saw Jesus suffering, the more that she loved Jesus. And the more that she loved Jesus and saw him suffering, the more she suffered. And so love and suffering go hand in hand. This is what we call the seventh mansion. Uh, if you know the spirituality of, of the seven mansions of St. Teresa of Avila. And the seventh mansion is characterized by love and suffering. That love and suffering go hand in hand together. The more that you love someone, the more that you suffer for them. And the more that you suffer for them, the more that you want to love them. It's all going out of yourself. And that was the Blessed Virgin Mary's love and suffering was on the cross. But her suffering continued even after the cross as those who were still rejecting Jesus, persecuting the apostles. That those swords are still there. And still in heaven, when someone rejects the Blessed Mother, when they reject her as as like rejecting your mother. It sends a sword through her heart. And how does Mary respond when a sword goes through her heart and someone rejects her? Does she get angry? Does she get bitter? Does she complain? No, she loves even more. She loves even more. She has even more mercy, even more gentleness for that child that rejects her. And so when we honor the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we're also honoring an immaculate and sorrowful heart. It's a, it's a heart that's filled with sorrows. That's why we call her the Queen of Martyrs. That the saints say that all the martyrdoms of the church that everyone went through, 
all of them combined together still does not equal the martyrdom that the Blessed Virgin Mary went through. That if you took all the tortures of all the martyrs throughout the history of the church and placed them in the heart of Mary, you still would not have the suffering that the Blessed Virgin Mary went through. That's how intense her suffering is. We probably won't know the fullness of it until heaven. But we can honor her sufferings by honoring her sorrowful and immaculate heart. Now, to think that Mary was just sorrowful her whole life, and she was joyful also. She was joyful. I'm sure she smiled. She had a joyful heart. She had a peaceful heart, a heart at peace. Like you always see the Blessed Mother and her, she's totally at peace. Totally at peace with God, with herself. She's totally at peace. Nothing disturbs her. Nothing in the world ever disturbs her. You ever, you ever, you know, watch the news and you get disturbed after it? I do. You're disturbed after you, why, why is this happening? Rawr, 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 rawr. You know me, and, and we shouldn't let things disturb her. And you see Mary, it doesn't disturb her. That's why it's good to look at Mary. It's like, why aren't you disturbed, Mary? It doesn't disturb her. She's totally at peace with God. And she prays. And she prays for all of her children. Every virtue is in the Immaculate Heart of Mary to its highest degree. If you lack a virtue in your life, say patience. You know, patience is a virtue. You can turn to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Pray for that virtue. Say, Mama, give me patience. Please help me. Help me with patience right now. I need patience. Or goodness, gentleness, temperance. Like, oh, Mother, I just eat too many cookies. They get me too much ice cream. I like it, but it doesn't like me because I blow up. Please help me with temperance. See that? Any, any of the virtues that you could ask the mother of God and she will intercede for you. She will help you. She will pray for you, especially if you pray the rosary. That's why also around the Immaculate Heart of Mary, sometimes you'll see roses there. Roses are a symbol of the rosary. The word rosary means queen of roses. And every time we pray a rosary, we give to the Blessed Mother a crown of roses. And our guardian angel crowns the Blessed Mother with a crown of roses. And those crown of roses, they remain in heaven because they will be a crown of glory for us every time we pray the rosary. And so you can never outdo the Blessed Mother in generosity, never outdo God in generosity. Whatever you give to God, God will give you a hundredfold back. That's why when you pray the rosary, you, you crown the Blessed Mother's heart with roses. And she is so happy when we pray a rosary. Yes, even when we're distracted, even when there's like flies in our head, and we're thinking about dinner, and we're thinking about this, and everything like that, she still, she still loves it when we pray the rosary. She still, uh, as we honor her, so she honors us when we just pray that little prayer called the rosary 
where we give her a rose and each our father and each Hail Mary, and it forms a crown of roses for the Blessed Virgin Mary. So on this Immaculate Heart of Mary day, this memorial, honor the Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray to her, ask for her intercession. She will help you to love Jesus with her eyes and her heart. She will help you to love God the Father with her eyes and her heart. She will help you to love God the Holy Spirit with her eyes and her heart. Turn to her. She's a loving, gracious, and good mother. She will never reject you. Anyone who comes to her, no matter even if you're in the, even if you're in the depths of sin, she never rejects a child that comes to her. She has all eyes of mercy for each and every one of her children. And she will lead you to the throne of God and hopefully each one of her children to the kingdom of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.